How are you feeling this morning? Good. I overslept. I uh, I woke up at like 8.58 and I was just like, oh, God, Lee. I think I, I've done that before. Normally, that's like the worst because like I know you, so it's different. But it's like if it's a podcast that I don't know them and I have to like get out of bed and <laughs> immediately start. To, like I think about that because I used to love like morning radio when I was younger. The 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. slot was like my dream gig. Right. But then I re- then I learned like that, like everybody hates doing that. The DJs themselves, the guests, because they have to go on at like six in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Like, the, guests, the guests do. The guests do. Every you have to go on there at six in the morning. So they don't want to be there. Yeah, no kidding. Totally fine. It's funny. I actually overslept, too. By my standards, I got up at 720, which for me was- is like sleeping in. The biggest problem that I have is that I will get up at six because all the animals require attention, and then I'll fall back asleep, and that's what happened today. Oh, no worries. All right, well, how are you holding up in this COVID environment, week, whatever we're in now? Oh, goodness. I, I Did I tell you about the tornado? Did I reach out to you on that? How close did it get to you? Half a mile. Wow. So that was on Wednesday. A torn- We're in a town of about 1,500 people, and it tore through the dead center of the town. So, like, my sister lives on the north side, and I live on the south side, and it went in between us. It destroyed like 50 houses and it killed, I think, I think three people have been dead and they're still, they were finding people. And that happened in the, in the middle of the pandemic. So it was just like, in a weird way, it's like everything is now in the middle of the pandemic. You know, it's also true. Yeah. yeah. Like the biggest problem that we're having down here is officially the people who care about the pandemic are the minority. Now you're only saying it because you hate Trump. You only say it because you're a Democrat. You only say it because you want the economy to tank. It all goes back to Trump. Everything goes back to Trump. Right. You either want Trump to fail or you want him to look bad or, you know, and I'm just like, he does that on his own. <laughs> so, like, my state is opening next week. Everything's, oh, wow. uh, virtually everything is going to go back to normal, except, like, it's not because they're trying. Like, this, the governor is, like, trying to force the mayors to force the cities open. Right. And that's interesting because normally people down here in the South, I don't know how big of an issue that is in Canada, scream about the separation of the local from the state, from Mm. the federal authority. Right. And that's always been a lie. It's always been an excuse to be racist. Like (laughs) it is. It it always has because local governments could just be super racist and get away with it. And the federal government couldn't. So during the civil rights, that's everything became about local rights and states rights. But anyway, they don't care about any of that. It doesn't matter. So I'm actually really nervous. We weren't even slotted to have our epidemic until May. That's what I don't understand. I'm like, when we started this process, everybody, we knew it wasn't coming till May and we're already stopping. Well, at the time of this release of this episode, I I hope. Oh, I'm assuming this wasn't gonna. I'm assuming this wasn't gonna be in the episode. I'm sorry. I thought no. Pre-show banter, man. Sometimes the pre-show banter is the best stuff. Okay. Yeah, this whole thing is a disaster. It's it's a mess. Uh, at the time of the release of this episode, I wonder if I will be back at work because they're actually talking. I've heard a rumor. hasn't The orders haven't come in yet. This soon? Yes. What uh, are they talking about opening school, though? The basic training school? No, no, no. Just school, school. Here in Quebec, my wife updates me on all the stuff. She follows the uh, civilian side of things. I follow the military side <laughs> of things. Apparently, they're looking at voluntarily attendance only if you so desire to send your kid to school. <laughs> Oh, school. I thought it meant boot camp. No, no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. For the civilian side, so schools are supposed to be opening very soon, like as of oh, you know, wow. May as well for uh, for the rest of the school year. But apparently it's voluntarily only, so those who don't go will not be penalized. 
they canceled it for the rest of the year here. I used to be a teacher, so I kind of understood this. They were originally not going back till the 1st of May, so like a week from now. Right. But school gets out at the end of May. Yeah. And so I'm like, if you want to go gather up an entire middle school of kids that just had an like an unexpected 10-week summer vacation, drag them back to school for four weeks, yeah. knowing that in four weeks they just go back to summer and knowing that it's a pass-fail year and they don't have to, the grades don't even matter yeah. for this year, save the ass ache, you know, because... <laughs> Yeah, I think what's happening is they're trying to balance, you know, people that kind of relied on school care slash whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And then for the military side of things, it'll be interesting once again, once this episode is released, if I'll actually be back at the uh, school. And their intention for military training is to operate in a COVID environment. So basically, long story short, they're not going to wait for their, they're not going to wait for vaccination. They're not going to wait for the public to be open because it works under the federal rules. They're just going to, they're basically going to say, Hey, we still need people to be trained. We still need them. You know, yeah. We still need them. We can't yeah. shut down the military, so we're gonna we're gonna work in a COVID environment. So what that's gonna look like for basic training will be very interesting. I feel sorry for those recruits that have to go to boot camp during COVID. Yeah, well, that might be the new environment for another year, year and a half. That's why they have to say. Oh, I don't even mean for the COVID. I just mean for the other the veterans when they join their unit. I went to a baseball game when I was in boot camp the last week. They have a deal with the San Diego Padres where they have this day where it's like a free day. And if it lines up with a baseball game, we get to go. Oh, nice. And I heard about that for four years. Oh, right. Because only like a dozen classes a year get to do that. And I mean, that's like unironically held against you. Not in a haha, like a screw you, you're soft. I'm imagining that that's what it's going to be like for those recruits. That's just you, you are a COVID. Anytime they screw up for the next four years. It'll be like, well, if we didn't have COVID, you went to real boot camp. You wouldn't be a fucking. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. They got I'm the sorry, COVID training. They got the COVID you got, training. You got, yeah, you got that COVID training. So anytime you do something good, we'll use that as an excuse against you. Anytime you do something bad, we'll use that as an excuse against you. Yeah. Did you go to basic during the COVID training system or yeah, pre-COVID? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. The guy dropped something. Well, that must be a COVID dropout or something. But <laughs> actually, and I think I've asked you about this before. I'm just curious. They funnel all the kids through the same boot camp. And then they branch out to their own. Correct. So, so you could be instructing airmen, sailors, soldiers. Exactly. That is a much more efficient method. <laughs> yeah, it's those basic training is really why, why it's called basic training. And then, for example, infantry guys, you know, the, the guys that are shooting the guns and digging the trenches, the infantry front soldier guys, they will go to what's called battle school. And then people like me, like who are sailors. So it's kind of like there's basic training for every element, every, every trade, officer, non-officer, Everyone has to go through basic training. And then they go to their element training. So whether you're Air Force, Navy, Army, then you'll have what's called battle school or fleet school for Navy. I'm not sure what's called for uh, Air Force. And then after those basic kind of trainings for, you know, sailor first, soldier first, crewman first, then you do your trade school. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I start at the very beginning. I'm teaching them drill, basically just you know beating the civilian the, the, out of them. The ba- the yeah, you're you're the tra- the civilian to uniform transition. That's so right. like, is there a lot of inter branch rivalries? And I don't mean in the sense of you play a soccer game and it's a rivalry, but like, is there like issues between like the army and the navy? Well, it more so at my level than the students. Uh, and it, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I mean, like once you're like once you're in the game, like once you're pl- like once you're on career mode. I'm only asking because like in our in the American military, there's a and you've wor- and you've worked with them. There's a lot of 
branch hostility that can manifest as really dumb things. It is. And uh, and I, I hope some of my Army friends are listening because here's the thing. I don't care. They can have it. And even within the Navy, there's uh, I'm on the I'm on the West Coast. That's my uh, home unit. And then there's the East Coast Navy. So there's the two fleets, right? East Coast, yeah, West yeah, Coast. Yeah, yeah. And the East Coast guys always say, "Well, you know, we have longer sails. We have rougher waters. Yeah. It's always shadier. Yeah, yeah. The other unit, it always has the worst leader, the worst equipment, the worst gig, yeah. the worst hours. It's always that was the joke in the Marine Corps is that there's the old Corps, and okay. the old Corps is a floating timeline. That is based on you. <laughs> yeah. Well, the old core, yeah. the old core is whatever you are not. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so, what I tell those guys in the Navy, at least, when they uh, talk about how rough they have it, my response is, hey, great. You can have that rougher lifestyle. I have a better lifestyle. I have a better. Yeah, that's a good, that's <laughs> like, what do you want me to say? Like, congratulations. Your life sucks. Okay. Yeah. That's, that was like being a reservist. People would always be crappy to, uh, like, all, like, everybody, like, Every like we were like second class citizens in the, within the military, yeah. but we were always. You guys realize that we live a life outside of this. It's not oh, like they just yeah. decided, oh hey, you Marines have to work every day, and these Marines only work two days a month, and then they spend the rest of it playing Xbox. It's like I got a job. <laughs> the same. So now that I'm uh, working on uh, at an army base because the uh, basic training base is an army base. So uh, and I'm working with a lot of army guys. They kind of crap on the uh, Navy guys because we're soft. You know, we're soft. Compared yeah, yeah. I, and that's fine. Like yeah. that rivalry, that's fun. That's yeah. okay. But I'm talking about like, hey, I've got a bunch of Marines that don't have food. And you're like, well, I'm an army guy. And that would involve me being late to my supper. So I'm not helping you. You know, it's oh, that kind of yeah, it, crap. Yeah. So a lot of it's, uh, again, when it's a competition to say that my life is better, then I just say, yeah, it is. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it is. Sorry. Yeah. I'm like, you're the one who chose the yes. shitty. Well, I guess not if you're going to sign the East Coast, West Coast fleet. No, but but, but the Army guys, you get uh, you get yeah, more like, pay. You, you get more pay. You have a, your own bed to sleep in on a ship and all this stuff. And I'm kind of like, yeah, but you know, you... In fact, you could actually come over to our side. You know, you could actually change trades if you want. Or nobody got drafted. It's all volunteer still. Yeah, something. I, I And not so much in the last 20 years, but bef- before that, like, Navy guys always deploy. Yeah, we do. Navy guys are constantly deploying no matter what. If there's a war, if there's no war, yeah. they're just – that's what they do. Yeah. Especially, you know, like our navies that want, like, a real presence – but you could be in the army for 20 years and never go anywhere. You yeah. could be in the army and live in Kansas the whole time, you know? Right. For, I've been away from my family lots. But, yes, I haven't put myself in harm's way the way uh, those uh, infantry guys uh, infantry guys are. And I always tip my hat to them. I always tell them that. I say, yeah, absolutely. You guys have seen things and experienced things that, I'll, that I, I can't Canada, imagine. Does yeah. Canada have a Marine Corps? Naval yeah. infantry usually yeah, they have yeah. some they're other. Like JTF, I think that's what they're called. They're, now, are they're, they are they sailors? No, we don't have that. We don't. We don't have what the equivalent to you guys. You no, know, like the Navy SEAL stuff or anything like that, or Marine Corps. No, uh, it's your sailor. That's it. And then there's people who are. Okay. Uh, it's called like a boarding party. That's the closest we get. Is people on the ship will just uh, as a secondary yeah, those duty. Are, okay. Yeah. So yeah. for some, yeah, the Marines. That's historically what they did was just boarding parties and port security, and then somehow they became a spearhead force i I really actually don't know how that happened but all right well let's get going let's let's talk about breakfast food yeah well i was gonna say uh what did you have for breakfast this morning well before we start i overslept so i I am on my first cup of coffee okay uh that was that has been my breakfast (laughs) all right so we'll get going here 
Welcome to the worst of the best podcast. You wanted the best. Well, they didn't freaking make it. So here's what you get from Canada and Texas. Ryan and Zip. Welcome to the Worst of the Best podcast. I am your host, Ryan, and with me again today is Zip from the No Redeeming Qualities podcast. Zip, welcome. I really have to say I love that intro. Oh, yeah. The, <laughs> you nailed the perfect making it not sound good, but sound good. Yes. That's a hard line to straddle between being like, I don't have the technology to make this sound great, but I want to at least make it good to your ears. <laughs> you know, my brother used to co-host with me, and I'm not gonna f I'm not gonna go to Fiverr again to get a new intro for every new host. So <laughs> well, whatever guest co-hosts I have, I just insert their geographical <laughs> location and their name into the uh, into the file. Yeah. So before we start talking about breakfast food, mm -hmm. I, I read through the list already. I did want to just ask, is there any Canadian breakfast food that is being left off this this list because I mean I know that our diet like it's not that crazy but no. is there any crazy Canadian breakfast some kind of oatmeal hybrid I've never heard of Canada is like the US we're kind of a melting pot of cultures and and traditions I always say it's funny when people say like you know what's your culture well I'm Canadian but I I sometimes feel like as a Canadian I hate to say it, that I don't know if I have a culture also known as being a white guy oh you know? okay <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I'm just white. Yeah, I, I'm the exact same way because, okay. like, Irish. Texas has a culture, though. It has, like, a Texas oh, but has I'm, a. Okay, okay. Yeah, Texas absolutely has a culture. Yes, but that's I what they mean. More like, I mean, more like when people were like, I'm Irish heritage. Right. And it's just like, I've never been to Ireland. Why would I claim that? Yeah, no, Texas definitely has a culture. Maybe not always a. Um, <laughs> Well, you positively, <laughs> well, positively yeah, yeah, remembered yeah. one. Texas, they like to brag about being the biggest state in the states, and it's just a we're not when we're not we're not even the biggest state. Aren't aren't you? I thought you're the largest geographical state. Alaska is technically significantly larger, uh, but Alaska has five percent of the people that Texas does, and by their own credit, like eighty percent of it is just ice. So. There's no racism in Alaska either. No. <laughs> I've never been to Alaska. I don't really know much about Alaska, but I find that very hard to believe. No, I'm sure with the. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. Anytime you isolate white people, they just get more rate. Like <laughs> the less exposure a white person has to a non-white person, the more they hate them. It's a complete paradox. It makes no sense. <laughs> this is a light episode. This one doesn't involve anything. Breakfast. Yeah, yeah breakfast. No, no, no death. No. <laughs> yeah, there's no death or conspiracy theories or anything. I did want to plant this idea in your head. I don't. It, it might not really fit the worst of the best format, but I heard that there is a difference, a significant difference, between Chinese American food, Chinese takeout, and Canadian Chinese yes. takeout. Yes, there that is. That the Chinese immigrants came to America and Canada at the same time and the the food's mixed separately so like if you order takeout for your family apparently it's a different menu and that's really interesting to me for some reason i'm not a chinese food expert per se but i've eaten it many times throughout my life i will say yes when i went to the states i was, I was as you know i was posted to washington state what do you guys call it in the states you call it washington no what do you call your military postings uh stationed uh, 
stationed. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We call it in, the, in Canada. We call it postings. In uh, in the states, you guys call it stations. So I was stationed with the uh, Washington State Naval Air Base there, Woodby Island, for four years. So I got to be. And in fact, three of my kids were born in the states. So I have three American citizen children. So we ordered Chinese food while we're down there many times in Washington State. And we were appalled by the quality, not only just the quality, <laughs> but it was quality just, in a good way or bad way. What well, do you mean no, quality? bad. For example, have you ever heard of ginger fried beef? Never. Exactly. <laughs> I never heard of that. No, that's a new one. Then again, I'm also an incredibly unadventurous Chinese takeout guy. I'm like sesame chicken. It's my go-to. Sure, you get your kung pao. You got all that other stuff. To me, and my Canadian listeners will testify to this, and I don't know if anyone outside of Canada, like UK, I'm not sure what they do. Ginger fried beef is like the Chinese food staple for Canadians. It's if you don't have ginger fried beef, <laughs> so Google that after ginger fried beef. I, I, well, that is that is literally that is exactly what I was hoping for. Is that it would be some. It would be some super obvious thing to you that I've never even heard of. That's it's exactly what I was Good. going for. Good. But and anyway, I guarantee you, you would like it. You would like it. Yeah. So let's go through our top, the top 10 most popular breakfast foods in America on, and gotta, Canada. I, As we go through this list, it might be interesting for anyone that might be a listener who is a keto diet person, which is me. I am a, a keto diet person. So it's fun to go through this list to kind of see what I used to enjoy and eat and what I can't anymore for breakfast. And I, in fact, when I, when I became a, a, a ketogenic, whatever it's called, a follower, breakfast was the hardest hit. And when I went through this list, yeah. I was like, wow, when you follow the keto diet, your breakfast is really the hardest hit. Makes sense because historically the purpose of breakfast was to give you like a lot of calories to get through the day. Yeah. And the best way to do that is usually bread. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> the best way to do that is usually a bread substance with some kind of sugar sugar syrup. Did Learn. you say keto diet or T-bone diet? Because that's keto. the one I'm on. Keto. <laughs> are you on T-bone or are you on the T-bone <laughs> diet? How does that work? I don't know. My heart hurts a lot. Oh, okay. Well, my, blood, my blood pumps a little bit slower than everybody else's. Well, please don't die on me. Oh, man. We talked about that on our Deadly Disease episodes. Please don't die on me. So number 10 most popular mm. breakfast food is donuts. There are people who like donuts, and then there are people who obviously just don't have good taste. I think there's <laughs> – so That sounds like the keto is kind of bringing back memories there. Yeah, oh, man. <laughs> I love donuts. Here, of course, in Canada, we have the very popular chain Tim Hortons. I don't know if you ever heard of Tim Hortons donuts. Mm-hmm. I've heard of it. Yeah, so look, even a guy in Texas has heard of the chain. Yeah, I've heard of it. We have Krispy Kreme down mm-hmm. here, which I've been, which I've had, not bad. But Tim Horton Donuts, man, if you ever come up to Canada, you really have to try. They they really are quite good. I thought Tim Hortons was like a grocery store. No, do- donut coffee chain. You might be thinking of Trader Joe's. Yes, I think so. Yes, Trader Joe's is. Um, so that's a grocery store. It's sort of yeah, but it's kind of like if you were yeah, basically if you're a hippie. Whole Foods is the hippy dippy crap. It's um, Trader Joe's is like if you don't care about brand names, they just literally have a jar of peanut butter that just is labeled peanut butter. So it's kind of my thing to just know there's not one near my house. But anyway, donuts are amazing. Yeah, I actually was late to the donut party. I did not really start eating donuts till like my mid twenties. <laughs> I was more of a bagel guy. I love a good bagel. I can't help but notice that's not on this list. Well, that's what we're going to talk about. As we go through the list, yeah. feel free to add whatever yeah. is part of that family. And I think the bagel is part of this family. Yes, I agree. The bagel is solid to me because the bagel can be a breakfast, lunch, or a dinner. Mm. 
Whereas the donut, you know, unless you're at like a minor league baseball game, if you're eating a donut sandwich, you probably have a problem. It's interesting because donut really is just – it's just a cake. Donut, yeah, yeah. It's just <laughs> – it's, it's cake. But it's funny how the donut's kind of universally accepted that you could eat this before 10 a.m. Yeah, because it's just society going, yeah, getting up sucks. Going to work sucks, but if you can start your day with a donut, I mean, how bad can it? You know, how bad can it possibly get? No, donuts are amazing. I particularly love any that have the cream or the jelly inside of it. Yeah, for my Canadian I listeners, act- my favorite Tim Horn donut is the Boston cream. What's in? Oh, okay, good. It's yeah, like a chocolate cover top, and it's like the caramel type butterscotch flavor in the middle. I think butterscotch. Ooh. Yeah. The only donut I don't like your standard fried glazed donut. But you'll still eat it. I mean, I'll eat it if the option is nothing, of course. But I'm saying, like, I love a good cake donut, gimmicky stuff, not the, not fried, where it's all mm. sad and saggy. It should be noted that I'm doing this recording an hour before lunch, and all I've had to eat today, as per the keto diet, is two cups of coffee. Mm. So I'm uh, I'm starving. This is killing me. It's not really food at all. That's no. two beverages. Yeah, well, that, that explains your hunger because you're not eating food. <laughs> <laughs> How do you do keto at work? When you eat it like the chow hall, do you just have to? I pick the best selection that pick, I can. Just, that's keto. You just do what yeah. you can. Yeah, yeah. I and mean, usually it's pretty good. Usually they're pretty good. I just want to say about the bagel that you brought the bagel. It's part of the donut family, and I think the bagel is is basically it's a donut in disguise in that it's the same <laughs> nutritional value. It's basically donuts without without the icing. If you think about it, you can just toast the bagel. It's, you just can't it's, toast it's, the donut. It's boiled bread. It's apparently equivalent to four slices of standard bread. Oh so yeah, it's, it's crazy. You've one. compacted. You've, yeah, you've compacted five slices of bread into a- <laughs> super packed. It. Again, it's, it's the illusion of healthy, but it's 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 not. Well, it's I, okay, it's anybody who's kidding them, yeah, anybody who's kidding themselves that a bagel is like healthy. I mean, if you eat a bagel, but yeah, you're putting cream cheese. Like if you're like a psycho like me, you're putting a layer of cream cheese, which is keto friendly, by the then way, then a layer of jelly. Which is not keto friendly. Which is not. It's also on a bagel, which is definitely not no. keto friendly. So you you are just eating cream cheese out of the out of the container. That's your breakfast yes. while I'm enjoying a bagel. Yes, essentially. Uh, now I will say that you are like 15 years older than me, and I look older than you. So it. you might be on to something. I do. Let's don't be modest. Like, All right. <laughs> uh, it's funny how you talk about how uh, the bagel people pretend it's healthy when it's not. I got number nine. And this is also not keto friendly. Nope. <laughs> and I miss it. And that is the home fry, also known as hash browns. Yep. Also known as just potatoes, just fried potatoes and different different various. And I do actually have a strong, strong preference for sliced up string hash browns than the potato wedges. A good hash brown for me is definitely if you were to cut them up in cubes with to keep the skin on, but you deep fry them, like come on. That's the kind I don't like. I like oh, really? it, I like them shred. I like it. I like it shredded. Okay, like I strings, because what I like, I like to mix up the. I like to take yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. the the meat and the egg and mix it all together. I got gotcha. you. Can't do that. Can't do that with the other hash browns. But let's see. In the list, is there another potato product? I don't think so. I think, so basically, it's your overall. Yeah, yeah, it's home fries. So in that family would of course be the shredded, deep fried hash brown. Boy, and uh, one of my favorite meals I used to have before, again, before I was keto, if we had leftover potatoes from a previous supper, I would take those potatoes, usually even if they're mashed, I put those mashed potatoes on a skillet with a lot of uh, vegetable oil, 
and uh, deep fry the mashed potato and have that next to my eggs. Oh, man, I'm getting hungry. This is a yeah. terrible episode. This is going to be brutal for you. <laughs> a potato well, is like the – boy, it's it's amazing the power of the potato and how much it can be used for in every single meal in so many different ways. But completely no no real health health <laughs> factor. It's like all things in moderation. So it's, it's also you're taking the potato and like covering it in oil and deep frying it and then blaming the potato. Not you. I'm just saying society in yeah. general – we blame the carbs, but the, like it's, we also spend a lot of time like frying it. True. Another thing that I miss, so, so far I'm two for two on this list. I deeply miss my potatoes. I love potatoes. Mashed potatoes, French fries, potato chips. Ugh. Anyway. Yeah. Is this Any a, sort this, of potato. This is a good ad for joining the keto diet so far. All the things you get to miss. So far. Well, speaking of keto, number eight looks right up your alley. Believe it or not, number eight is oatmeal. Oatmeal is it sounds healthy but oats is not part of the keto diet you cannot have oats really nope if you, even if you're not putting a bunch of sugar and other goofy stuff in it you yeah. can't no so keto as people should know and i'm not trying to make this a keto episode but keto is yeah, no sugar but it's also no grain <laughs> mm. so no that wheat, sucks no yeah <laughs> the problem i have with oatmeal is i've never enjoyed any kind of oatmeal except the maple brown sugar that's always been the only flavor of oatmeal that I can... Oh, okay. My family growing up, we had four boys. Like My parents were both working parents. We were never poor. We were middle class back when middle class was uh, existed. That was a thing. Like the early Simpsons, when a working class family was a no, thing. We had two TVs, which was... <laughs> But we never had a microwave growing up. Really? Yeah. My first microwave was in my 20s. At least have like a toaster oven, air fryer? No. No. No, nothing. Okay. No. Here's the thing. We never had to reheat food. There was never leftovers. Yeah. Ever. Yeah, that's true. Four but boys a lot. <laughs> leftovers? Adorable. <laughs> <laughs> We'd come home from school and we would eat. Wednesdays, the cupboards were bare. You know, and I'm, <laughs> my poor parents, we ate them out of house and home. But we were never that's... poor and we never went hungry. However, we ate everything we never bought box cereal because if we bought a box of cereal gone one sitting gone yeah so oatmeal <laughs> oatmeal was something that was cheap and yeah, you could and yeah. you can make plenty of it i grew up on oatmeal so what did your family do to the oatmeal unless you're a psycho i don't think anybody <laughs> just eats just untouched oatmeal which so what did you do what did your family do to my to, parents to spice it up <laughs> okay well we are psychos we, oh you just ate it plain <laughs> not only that not, <laughs> not only that check this out we were raised on skim milk powder powdered milk you ever heard of powdered milk i have so we would mix and make our milk at home because if my parents bought fresh milk from a cart it would it just it's gone. gone just gone, gone. yeah It'd be like ice cream you have to add you have to add the step of yeah. creating the milk in order to drink it just That's to prevent right. it from getting – okay. So we had skim milk with oatmeal. And I think we were allowed to have brown sugar, but that was like rationed. I can't. All you got to do is just put a drizzle of syrup over the top of it or like some sugar. It actually goes a long way. Dinosaur egg oatmeal was probably or after your time. Oh, yeah. I know. My, my, uh, I have two adult children now, but those adult children had dinosaur egg oatmeal when they were kids, yes. I eat dinosaur eggs as a grown man. <laughs> if you're not familiar with it, it's, it's, it's essentially maple brown sugar oatmeal, and it comes with these little eggs in it that melt when you put water on it and heat it up, so it's got little candy dinosaurs in it. I'm eating the, the GD oatmeal. Shut up. If I want dinosaur eggs in it. Now, the other thing in the family of oatmeal, 
You've also got cream of wheat. Oatmeal's poor brother. No, yeah. we loved it. <laughs> Cracked wheat that we'd added honey to it. We considered that a treat compared to the oatmeal. Really? Yeah. Okay, yeah, because my husband loves cream of wheat, so we always have it in there. And unless I have unreasonable munchies, I usually don't touch it. That's how you know that I've like really got the munchies if I'm making like cream of wheat at midnight. That's but funny. Now, hold on real quick. Let me look. Is grits? It's like a white? Yeah, it? it's ground up corn. And yeah. it just, it kind of looks like cream of wheat. It's like a really thick cream of wheat. If you're from the South, you put butter on it. If you're from the North, you put sugar on it, which, or both. Certain people put sh- sugar on grits is just a weird. Oh, I do sugar. I don't do the butter. Interesting. For some reason, south of the Mason Dixon line, you put butter on it. North of the Mason Dixon line, you put sugar well, on I'm it. I'm certainly north of that, yeah. Yeah. Por- we call it porridge. Do you call it porridge oatmeal? We call it- we refer to it as porridge growing up. What is is porridge something different? Porridge is commonly eaten as a breakfast cereal dish made by boiling ground, crushed, or chopped starchy plants, typically grain in water or milk. But it's specifically we just called oatmeal porridge. Oat- in fact, we called it porridge oatmeal. Porridge oatmeal. Yeah, it's weird. One of my favorite breakfast treats is a good cup of a good bowl of gruel. Yeah, I've heard of gruel. You know, like like I'm in a, a Charles Dickens novel. What I wanted to say about oatmeal or porridge, what makes it popular, and I think why it falls on the list, is A, because it's, it's inexpensive for the most part, especially if you just buy it like right out of the bag, not pre-processed. But also you can, yeah, add, yeah, you yeah. can add stuff to it. You know, add fruit, sugar, milk, cream, banana, berries. It has so many things you can do with it. So I think that's why it's so popular. Apparently the seventh most popular breakfast is just fruit. Good old fruit. Is fruit keto? No. It tastes good, so I bet not. Um, <laughs> wow. I was going to say, like, have you ever just sat down with a piece of fruit for breakfast? Just so you know, for keto, you can have blackberries, uh, raspberries, blueberries, but it's a very small portion as a treat, but it's, you can't subsist what happens, it. What happens if they find out you're eating non-keto? Who finds out? You always phrase it like that. There's some, like, group keeping tabs on you. You're, I can have a couple blackberries, but don't let them know. No, it's not uh, don't let them know. <laughs> let them it's know. My, it's, I know it sounds like – it does sound like a religion, and I, and I apologize Under, for that. Underrated breakfast grapefruit. Yeah, I like grapefruit. I have the special spoon, but other than mm-hmm. that – You know, it's funny. I've never been a fruit guy. I've always found it most fruit for me – little strong on the tongue. I don't know how to explain mm. it. Apples were about all I could really eat. But I, when I ate like berries or pineapple or kiwi or whatever, I always found, even though I enjoyed much of the taste, I found it it's sharp on the tongue. I don't know if that makes sense. but They say that as you get older, your tongue gets more dull. And that's why as you get older, you like spicier food or stronger mm. stuff. What's your favorite fruit? If I had specifically to do it for breakfast, I'd probably pick a grapefruit, but I think overall favorite fruit, it's got to be the watermelon. Yeah, that's kind of a cheat, though, watermelon. Is it a, it's not a cheat. That's what makes the watermelon so good. It tastes great. It's filled with water. It's hydrating. Oh, I love watermelon. Everybody love loves water. It's an unfair stereotype for African Americans. The same <laughs> thing with It's the same thing with fried chicken. I'm just like, that's so unfair because everybody loves those things. Without television or even the internet now, or because growing up in Canada, if you were to tell me as a 15-year-old kid, let's say, teen, let's say 1990, and say, hey, Ryan, black people like watermelon and fried chicken, I would be like, I don't. I, I have I have a semblance of an answer. It's, I, it's not the exact answer, but I do know roughly where it comes from. First off, yes, that is 100% a stereotype to the point where my friend – He's a co-host on No Redeeming Qualities. He comes on every so often. He does the music. Bass chef. He's a DJ yep. in Houston. He's black. 
and he was driving on the highway and he was eating a bucket of fried chicken while he was driving. The car next to him had their cameras out and was filming him oh, because it was a I mean, because it was a black guy driving down the highway eating chicken out of the bucket. And so like Robbie gave him the finger. Sure. And they almost crashed because they were paying so much attention to him. So, yeah, that is absolutely a real stereotype. But it comes from just historically in the South, watermelon is a, is incredibly abundant. It's everywhere. Mm-hmm. And chicken is a, is very abundant. It's everywhere. It was kind of a association as like a poverty food. Okay. Where it's interesting is in the South, it's a poverty food for everybody. So well, yeah. everybody ate fried chicken, everybody ate watermelon. And I think if I remember correctly, it started around world war one with some political cartoons that always depicted the vaudeville looking. Yeah, yeah, I've seen kind those. of black people I've eating, cartoonishly eating, like a whole thing. Yes, I think that's where it comes from. Pre-internet Ryan in the nineteen eighties and nineties wouldn't have made the connection. So again, we can thank the internet to kind of spreading <laughs> racist stuff. Oh, I'm in the sure. Past. I'm sure Canada has their own little. Oh, I'm sure you have some ignorant thing about what do you call them? First Nationers. Aboriginal people, uh, yeah, First I'm Nations. Sure they yeah. got, I'm sure they've. Oh, stereotypes no. About we all them. get yeah. along. I'm sure. I'm sure. There's- I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> they just gave you Canada. They just were like, oh, sure. Have it. Yeah. We, <laughs> we just came in. We shook some hands. And, you know, they, you know, and- they say that crap to us when we're in school. They say no other country did this crap. That is the biggest no, we, load we, of garbage. We have a terrible Everyone history. Everyone killed Indians. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Mexico has a terrible history with Native yes. Americans. Uh, uh, Texas. <laughs> America, Canada, South America, everywhere has a problem with how they treat Native Americans. They have the worst <laughs> treatment out of all the people everywhere. Yeah. They're just that, sitting here minding their own business, and we come on the ships, <laughs> hey, we kind of like this land, bye. Yeah, it's, yeah, I know. In America, I've noticed that it feels like Native Americans are just the only group that can just be mocked for their race. And, you know, they still have the, the Washington Redskins football team. The Cleveland Indians. I do not know how they get away with the Cleveland Indians because the mascot is like a stereotypical yeah. red man on like a cigar box. It's pretty bad. Somehow that's okay. <laughs> All right, number six. Has any of these been keto yet? No, no, number six. Good old fashioned a bowl of cereal. Growing up, I didn't have cereal growing up. It was a literal treat. If my folks ever bought the cereal, it was like a whole wheat, like a puff wheat, maybe Did a box they- of shreddies. Shredded wheat? Yeah, just another shredded wheat, wheat. Wheaties. Wheaties. No, no, not Wheaties. no, no, no. Wheaties uh, has frosted. A, no, not frosted Wheaties, no. Because that has sugar on. My parents, they weren't health nuts. It wasn't about that. It's just too expensive to buy yeah. your son's yeah, a box of cereal. They, the, they didn't even have the giant bags. Costco didn't exist, obviously, growing up. So bulk food was a very, though it probably did exist, it was very niche. Like, you never heard of anyone buying because in the 80s and 90s, we kind of ate our proper portions. <laughs> I don't remember any family needing five-gallon tubs of mustard and you know family-sized well, bags. The, that never existed when I grew up. I don't remember if it did. Well, the family-sized bag, that was pre-Costco for me, too. Just it was grocery store brand. So you could get Lucky Charms or you could get grocery store brand Marshmallow Mateys. Right. Which was three times cheaper and you got three times the bag. I wanted Cocoa Puffs. I wanted real Cocoa Puffs. Sure. And my mom was like, well, I'm not buying Cocoa Puffs. So what she did was she bought a box of Cocoa Puffs, and then she would buy the giant bulk bag of the cheap – they were called Cocoa Roos. (laughs) 
and she would just take it and put it in the box. <laughs> and I was so irritated when I found that out as an adult. Like, I just had no idea. thought I was so lucky. Oh, man, I got, I got Cocoa Puffs every morning. And then the other thing that's weird about cereal with me is I don't eat cereal with milk. Never have. What? Never have. Oh, wow. My mom had a horrible gag reflex. The weirdest stuff made her vomit. Soggy cereal and milk, just couldn't do it. She just could not even be around it. Oh, wow. Of course, if she's making breakfast, you're not. You're just not putting milk in cereal. That's just, I'm 30 now, and I'm just, at this point, it actually grosses me out, too. Wow, okay. And, I, and I'm lactose intolerant, so it's... Okay. People Favorite. think that is the craziest thing in the world that I won't put milk in cereal. No, it's not. I I have a daughter that doesn't put milk in her cereal. She doesn't even eat, eat the cereal. And speaking of it's weird. Kids nowadays, like we have like in our house right now, we've got three or four different types of cereal. They kind of pick away at it. It's weird. I, I, I look at my kids. I'm like, I'm trying to offload this cereal. I don't know if it's just kids nowadays. Or maybe they're so used cereal to- people have lost their mind. Cereal people have gone crazy because now there's cinnamon toast frosted flakes and like Frosted Flake, Lucky Charm, Marshmallows. It's like Caligula-level excess now, <laughs> you know? My favorite cereal as an adult, because I, when I became an adult, I got to buy my own groceries. I used to buy, uh, like, a Cinnamon Toast Crunch, Golden Grams. I could eat that. I could eat that by the bowlful. But number five... Mm. Good old bacon. Oh, that I can't eat. Here we go. You first one... You can eat... You, the first one... You're halfway through the list, and you just started eating. <laughs> now, bacon is great... I'm of the opinion that if humans have been eating it for millennia, it's probably a solid staple food. Have you ever binged bacon eat? I have. <laughs> My husband, the, uh, just a couple weeks ago, he, we had a thing of bacon that was about to go bad. And he was like, oh, I'm going to bake all of it and just put it in the fridge. And I thought, that's great. And then I, uh, I ended up getting kind of high and I ate way too much bacon. I made myself sick. And that was two weeks ago. Bacon is, is great. The only problem with bacon was a couple years ago, 10 years ago, bacon like became a meme. It was like, uh, oh, oh, bacon on everything. Yes. Bacon on my bacon on my ice cream, bacon right. on my cereal. Like, I'm, you know, this and that. Right. It's just, it's bacon. Bacon on my bacon. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, bacon on my bacon. Exactly. Yeah. I think it was that YouTube show, like Epic Mealtime or something like that. Oh, I love I love bacon. And here's another misconception for people who aren't on keto and they hear about people like, oh, you can have bacon, so you just eat it so much. Now, there might be people who do keto, like everything else, who overeat bacon. It's just, it's keto-friendly, meaning it doesn't you break. You still eat it in portions. Right. Like, I don't eat it every meal every day. But when I do eat it, like when I, when I kind of treat myself to it, I admit, yeah, I'll probably have more than... Actually, no, it's not true. I actually probably end up having the same amount that I have when I used to eat bacon out of keto. It's just when you can eat – bacon doesn't kick you out of keto is what I'm getting at. Mm-hmm. So that's why. There's no sugar in it. There's no carbs. Very little if there's any. So any kind of meat product is, is keto-friendly. It's just bacon's so yummy, and when you're on the keto, it's kind of like our treat. Leave us alone. we got to have something that we can really enjoy. So I love bacon. End of story. This was no way, now, shape, or form. what about Canadian bacon? That's just ham. Or as you call it, ham. Yeah. <laughs> we as Canadians never call it Canadian bacon. We don't know why it's called that. I don't either. And then somebody told me once that there's a difference between Canadian bacon and ham, but I think they were no. mistaken. I think Canadian like bacon— there's some uh, section of the pig that only you have access to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. That only Canadians have found. It's ham. And like any meat, it, it can just be prepared in many different ways. And I, I have yet to know as a Canadian what way that is that makes it Canadian. I don't know. <laughs> it's very polite. <laughs> That's the difference is that 
Canadian bacon is very polite. It treats its uh, Aborigine people awfully. Uh, we love them all. I thought you guys all. were so. I thought you guys were so nice. I'm nice. <laughs> it's like the same thing with Americans in slavery. Right. It's like I was born 130 years after the Civil War yes. ended. Like I had nothing to do with slavery. I get that there's this whole white privilege and generational wealth changing, but it's like I didn't own a human being, so don't. Yeah. I didn't raid in an Apache camp, you know, like. No, no I didn't purposely infect a tribe of people with a virus so I could take their land or kill them in war. Like, horrible. I, just horrible thing. I, it is. I, I, pers- I personally yes. haven't done that. I'm My ancestors were, were dicks. I got it. Yeah. And I'm sorry you that know, they in were. In their defense, in their defense. Oh, wow. They really wanted that land. That's what true. were they supposed to do? Buy it? This, of course, was, you know, British people, right? Hmm. They, what they did was is they came in and they said, hey, we'll buy your land off you, essentially. And the Aboriginal people were like, you can't purchase land. Land is yeah. just here. Same, same problem. Yeah. Same problem down here. That really is kind of a – but it is a beautiful thought and idea that, yeah, we're all occupying the earth. What are, what are, we, what are we purchasing? We just live here. But we have guns. Yeah. And they shoot projectiles out much faster and much harder than your arrows do. So yeah. – you should probably take this deal. If you think you're going to take our weapons away, you're going to have to pull them out of my cold, dead hands or take away our yeah. or take away our right. Native Americans or the Aboriginal Canadians are like, uh, yeah, we know that feeling. <laughs> I do love the cold, dead hands comment because I'm very pro-gun. I am from Texas. I love that philosophy because I'm like, yeah, that's what happens when you get into a gunfight with somebody. You either get killed or they kill or you kill them. So I don't understand the whole, you're going to get out of my cold, dead hands. It's like, yeah, otherwise get rid of the gun. Then what's the point? Well, <laughs> but you just see on the news and usually it's white people, kind of white trash type people who are saying like, you're not going to take away our homes or, you know, whatever. And they build their militia. And I'm just saying, yeah, that was what the Native Americans were saying. They're like, oh, yeah. yeah, those Bundy people who were ranching on federal land, and then when the federal government told them they had to start paying for it, they uh, started a militia. Yeah. And I could tell you if that was a militia of Native Americans or black people or Hispanics, they'd have killed every yeah. one of them. Wow. Whole, all of them. Every single one of them. Speaking Four. of. Speaking of a whole lot of stuff. Speaking of, <laughs> I don't know, speaking sure. of, yeah, speaking of murder. Speaking of murder, uh, <laughs> you know how many, you know how many uh, animals have died making pancakes? None, because pancakes are flour. Do you know how many pancakes you eat on keto? Zero. <laughs> well, actually, no, that's not true. There are ke- there is keto friendly uh, pancakes. God. Is it is it uh, the cauliflower pancakes? There's always yeah. Okay. Well, listen. Okay. Be nice. Listen. Listen. Everything that we've talked about on this list, there is kind of a keto version for it, and I know it's not quite the same, but what's happened to your taste buds, and I've sp- I was speaking this from experience, I remember when I first had my keto-friendly bread, I was like, whoa, it, was, it wasn't good, because it didn't have the sugar, it didn't have the, yeah. but you condition your way to taste certain things certain ways, but once you start just eating things, your brain and your taste buds or whatever is like, oh yeah, this is now what I'm eating. I haven't had a keto-friendly pancake, I don't think, maybe I have. I like pancakes pre-keto, <laughs> PK. I never got excited by them, but I like them. And I think I got excited by the syrup and butter, yeah. thing about pancakes is endless pancakes is a lie. It's a big scam. Denny's? IHOP. I'm more right. of an IHOP guy. Right. But they're like, endless pancakes. It's like, well, I'm going to eat three, and that's all I want. Or, so like, I, yeah. You might as well just order three pancakes. But 
What about waffles? That falls into this category, absolutely. But I meant more like versus the pancake. What do you prefer, the waffle or the pancake? <laughs> okay, here, check this out. I love the texture of the waffle, the crispiness on the edge and stuff. But I, I appreciate and like more the spreadability of butter and syrup on the pancake. I wish there was a way to combine the crispiness texture of the waffle with the ease of spreading the butter because when you put I'm the butter on the should... waffle it gets caught in the in the squares and you can't spread it evenly you got these pockets of butter you get what i'm saying <laughs> you see you got to figure out a way to make one side a waffle one side a pancake sure yeah and then you a just flat side and then a waffle side oh, butter one side here. syrup the other we got oh, can you imagine pan waffle a pan- is there such a thing? Can we do this? Can we market this? We, I'll, I'll make a note. We'll look into it. But I prefer waffles. I love the syrup trapping technology. I love that you can more easily put fruit on top of waffles. Sure. Spreading butter on a waffle. I don't usually. Hard. I don't usually spread butter on a waffle though. That's okay. why I've never ran into that problem. Okay. I could see how that would be a problem if that <laughs> was something you wanted. But it is a problem because you start spreading that butter. Like ah, it just keeps like. It's like a spoon. It's a spoon underneath the knife, just capturing that butter. You've got huge pockets of just yeah. but whole rich butter bites, which is great when you're on that bite. But then you'll have the dry bite next. <laughs> well, speaking of next, speaking of dry, speaking of dry bite, toast. That's right. Good save. Toast is toast is just like. It's I'm, the oatmeal of bread. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how to... What am I? Do I have a stomach ache in the morning? Like, and I'm eating buttered bread? My kids love toast. That's the funny thing. They love toast. My, I have all With the jam things. on it or, or or butter? Toast and butter. That's their biggest yeah. thing. They really? Like, yeah. Sometimes I'll ask for peanut butter. And it should be noted, uh, my wife home makes bread, too. Um, yeah, and she uses honey for sweetener. That's quite the disrespectful to you. Oh, I don't know if you saw that picture I posted on Facebook the other day. I saw that it was uh, she baked a whole bunch of bread, yeah. but I might not have read the caption. I just said two things. One, my wife baked all this bread. Two, I can't eat it. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Seems like she could have. Yeah, anyway, whatever. That's your problem. Nobody's making you not eat bread. I know. I'm not complaining. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. It, it, I'm not a martyr. I'm not a martyr. I, it, it, this not is a, a martyr. This is all voluntary. <laughs> I, uh, I believe in this lifestyle. There's days I hate it. I admit it. There's days I hate it. I think the best way toast is eaten, you save it till the end, and you use it to clean everything off the plate. That's where toast shines. Uh, when I used to eat toast with eggs, for example, I would time it where I would cook the eggs, and when I knew I had about two minutes or 90 seconds left on the egg, I would toast the toast. That way the toast was hot. Cold toast is the worst. Yeah, you have a very small window between <laughs> the cooking of the toast, the buttering the toast, and you don't want the butter too cold because it cools down the bread. It's a real art to actually having a good piece of toast. It is. You put much more time into the in toast thought than now. In the same family as toast, you've also got biscuits. Yes, I'll allow it. And biscuits, I think, are vastly superior to toast. Oh well, yeah, 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 yeah. Vastly, it's a different game, you know. And there's food because that you guys have that we don't have. That's one of the things in Canada. We don't serve biscuits and gravy. Really? No. Oh, biscuits. Biscuits and gravy. You know, it's funny. I asked you, is there any kind of Canadian breakfast that might not be on the list? Biscuits and gravy is an amazing breakfast because like it's it. usually it's hot. It's tasty. Yeah. It's the only time I've ever experienced it. I've never had it served to me by a Canadian counterpart. But the most I've ever experienced it is in a hotel. Hotel yeah. breakfasts. They seem to. Yeah. <laughs> 
prefer white gravy or brown gravy? Uh, usually I've found myself having the white gravy with the biscuits. Mm. Traditionally, white gravy is what is served with biscuits and gravy. White gravy with sausage. Yeah, but yeah, that's right. If you're looking for something new, try biscuits and gravy with brown gravy. Apparently, that's sacrilegious to some people, but oh, wow. I think it's delicious. Sausages, number two. Ooh. Keto-friendly. Woo! Now, you got to yeah, be careful because there's some sausage makers have sugar, so you have to buy the ones without the sugar added to the sausage. But who doesn't love sausages? I love sausages. If it's ever one of those breakfast options where it's like you can pick sausage, bacon, or ham, it's never sausage. Wow. Never sausage. Going so far that like my favorite dish at IHOP is I think it's the double platter. I don't remember what it's called. Bacon, eggs, hash brown. You get a little bit of ham, a little bit of sausage, a little bit of bacon. I always have them give me more bacon instead of sausage. Bacon still wins for me, of course. Yeah. Uh, sausage is tricky. It's it, a good sausage is a great sausage. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. Thank you. Thank okay. you. Okay. But a bad sausage is a terrible sausage. Okay. Ham is whatever. Yes. The worst you can do to ham or bacon is dry it out. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Bacon by you, its nature is just bacon. Same with ham. But yeah. sausage, you can really mess up. You can really mess up a sausage. <laughs> guess that is it i've never really thought about it like that that it's just like if i'm at some toenail diner the chances the bacon and the ham are going to be at least acceptable yes much more likely than it's hard to ruin bacon it just is (laughs) unless the cut itself is bad but yeah sausage you can ruin by the wrong spice the wrong texture yeah but a good sausage is pretty tough to be it's pretty good the only thing i've seen that can go wrong with bacon is I knew somebody who would buy it off like a butcher, and they would it, maybe it wasn't necessarily bacon; it was like fat back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the real thick bacon. Yeah, yeah. Had a nipple on it. <laughs> it still had the teeth. He, yeah, like it was the kind where he would buy it with like the skin still attached, and it had like a nipple on it. Like you cut it off anyway, but it was just what okay. it really came with it. The nipple. Yeah, because you're going to the butcher and you're buying just the chunk of the beef because it's so or uh, the chunk of the pork. Because it's much cheaper to buy it that way, and then you cut it up and prepare it. It's, it's going to have skin on it and might have a nipple. <laughs> you don't eat the nipple. but <laughs> I don't want to see the nipple. Think he sent it to me, and I was I was disgusted. <laughs> okay, I don't want to even. But don't, I don't want to see it either. Don't even. Hold on. Oh, this is from a pig. Interesting. I, so would you rather eat a pig's nipple fried or a pig snout fried? Uh, snout? Yeah, I think I'd have to go with Teat. snout. <laughs> uh, when I put fat back nipple, bacon with nipple. <laughs> Stop. Here it is. That's bacon with the, the nipple still on it. Oh, okay. You see what I'm saying? But that's what it is, Ryan. That- <laughs> I don't want to see how the sausage is made. Sometimes you don't want to know how the sausage is made. No, I don't. (laughs) Oh, man, that's gross. All right. Okay, and last. It's hard to argue with this. Even before I read the list, I was like, eggs has got to be number one. Right, right. It is the universal breakfast food. I think how you need to know how universal eggs are as a breakfast food is that it's worldwide despite the eggs being different. Yeah. It seems like everybody eats some kind of egg dish for breakfast, but not everybody has the same birds that make the eggs. How do you like your eggs? I I don't make good sunny side up eggs myself, so I usually do over easy if I'm cooking it, but I love a sunny side up egg. 
I'm Give me that easy. yolk. I make a great egg. Lots of butter, over easy. For, of course, very keto friendly. Can never have too many eggs. Uh, lots of nutrition value. Yeah, eggs is uh, number one for a reason because it is it, yeah across the world. Different birds have different eggs. Yeah. Have you had a non-chicken egg before? I, you know, it's funny you say that. I actually sell non-chicken eggs. I sell duck eggs to people because oh. I have ducks that lay eggs. And so I actually have had duck eggs. So I have chickens and I have ducks. And the chicken eggs, we sell a lot of them. So duck egg, is it people just like the taste better or, or the use for cooking? Okay, okay so chicken eggs, you just use them for eggs, whatever, just like you would anywhere else. Now, the duck eggs, they're bigger. Right. If you crack it in a bowl, duck eggs have these giant yolks, huge yolks and little bit of white. And they don't cook in a pan very well. So, like, I tried to make breakfast tacos with them. And so you can scramble them. It just doesn't cook all that well. Hmm. Now, what people do with them is all kinds of stuff. We use them for baking. They're really good for baking. They're really good for cooking with, hmm. you know, anything that you have to like cover the chicken and yolk and then rub it in something and then cook it. My father-in-law, him and his hunting buddies take them and they bury them and they let them rot and then they eat them when they ferment. Some okay. of my customers out here deep fry them. Okay. Some of my customers out here pickle them. Everybody's got the thing they do with these duck eggs. Eggs are funny. When you actually just look at an egg, it is the most popular item for breakfast for a reason. But it it should be gross. It should be grosser than what we're enjoying. The, the gross, how they look and where they come from and how they came to be versus how much people enjoy them, that ratio or that spectrum of difference is amazing. Eating ham kind of makes sense. Yeah, I'm just eating, you know, I'm eating the meat of an animal. But I'm eating something that's inside of a shell that got pooped out of a butt. It's a weird concept that we just we just accept that. But if you get into this mindset where the purpose of the yolk inside the egg is to feed the embryo, it's why the yolk exists at all is so it's a food source for the baby. So it's really not that crazy. You're just taking the food source when there's no baby. And you're eating it. So I'm eating the baby's baby chicken's yeah. food. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Now, sure. granted, if it's fertilized and you crack it open and there's a baby in it, then that's. But it's just how it looks, too. <laughs> this idea of how it, it is, looks. It is gross. Yeah. But I mean, think about that with milk. Milk comes out of a nipple. Me and Bob, my co host in RQ, we argue about this all the time because mostly he laughs at me for being lactose intolerant because he says it's an inferior gene. Right. But historically, humans quit drinking milk at like two years old and then right. you never drink it again yeah because if we didn't have cows ryan to be i know we don't usually talk about this kind of stuff on the show where are you getting the milk from if you don't have a cow to give it to you as an adult man right there was no cows and the adult man had a, a, a thirst for milk where's he getting it but <laughs> <laughs> i know the answer but you, you know <laughs> so he drinks whole milk Mm -hmm. And I'm like, Bob, you're, in a, you're a grown man. There is no reason you need to be drinking whole milk. I'm, I always drink skim milk. And that, it's actually funny because like, I realized the reason I switched to skim milk was I was becoming lactose intolerant. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I was getting sick. And then about the time I hit like 23, I just can't even – I can't drink dairy. I never drank milk. I'd have milk with cereal or whatever, but mm -hmm. that was it. I never had it in a glass ever. I used to drink milk all the time. For uh, you know the dark times, 
So those who are listening to the episode, I forgot to say at the beginning, because maybe there's a new listener who stumbled across this episode because you're on it. You uh, you plugged it on your social media. So the whole idea is here is uh, Zip and I, independent of each other, are going to pick what we think is the worst from this best of list, meaning this is um, totally subjective to ourselves as to we didn't create this list of best, but we're going to say, hey, from this list, there's one item. That see. we feel is not is the one that we like the least. So you might like it, but you might hate it as well. I have mine right away, very easy. Me too. What's yours? Okay, so my worst pick on this best of list, and this for me is something that so we have ten of these things on a buffet, and we're told to pick nine to leave one out. Right? Mine's number seven, fresh fruit. Really? Okay. For breakfast, Wait, dude, for a breakfast that, meal. This is a breakfast meal. That, I want to fill up. I want to fill. Here, here's a better thing. You have to fill up your belly on one of these things, one of these items, right? So you have to get full. Okay. Okay. Because I was going to ask you, what if you were keto versus not on keto? Does that change your answer? Oh, yeah. Well, that's a great. So the keto friendly stuff. Great. A great question. So if I was had to get full on a keto friendly item of the few that are here, I've <laughs> got. Bacon, sausage, and egg. I think that's it. <laughs> I would have to pick the sausage because because Man. I don't I don't know what I'm getting because it's I a can, real gamble. <laughs> but you give me bacon and eggs, I eat that all day. But yeah, so non keto. But yeah, of this list, fresh fruit. Like to get full on fresh fruit or even have that as an item. But it, when it comes to breakfast, it's my least. It's my least. I'm kind of in a similar boat where I don't not like any of these items, but I think the one I would definitely skip over is oatmeal wow okay you know i got nothing against oatmeal but i'm looking at those 10 and it might be sausage it's close between oatmeal and sausage but i think oatmeal is you had your favorite bowl of oatmeal and you had your best flavored sausage then which one would you pick that's the thing both of the have the oh, highest best tier. sausage okay the ceiling for a sausage is i eat the best bowl of oatmeal in my life and i'm gonna forget about it by lunch okay so oatmeal still stands but if you eat a sauce yeah. but if you eat a sausage you're gonna remember that sausage you know you're gonna remember the person who nailed the flavor of that sausage Okay. I think oatmeal has the least growing potential. <laughs> I think a lot of people probably agree with you. I think that yeah. mine might might be up there. All right. Well, Zip, thank you so much for coming on. As always, a pleasure. And I will say that I got some positive uh, feedback from your previous right. episode. Yeah, with the uh, well, deadliest diseases. So At yeah. this point, I don't feel like I need to plug everything, but you can go to nrqpodcast.com. Check out the No Redeeming Qualities podcast on Monday morning. The coronavirus ruined all my plans for most of the year. So just the show comes out every Monday. Our Shark Week special coming out in July. Animal to be announced. Oh, wow. Two years ago, it was squid. Last year, it was gators. And we're about to announce what this year's special is going to be about. So. Boy, I can't believe I've been listening to that long. Wow. It, that would have been two years ago, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I remember when he did this Squid Week, I was like, oh, this is going to be – but you guys make it Everybody hated Squid Week. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. Not after the fact. After oh, okay. the fact, everybody loved it. That's why we keep doing it. But leading up to it, <laughs> everybody was telling me, this is really weird. This is bizarre because, like, I just thought about it. Like, it is weird and bizarre, but it was entertaining. But it's, I just thought they said it's the 30th anniversary of Shark Week, and I'm like, that is a lot. Like, how are you? How many times can you watch Air Jaws two, where the, the sharks jump out of the water and eat the seal? I, they need to rotate this. I love Squid, so we did a whole week of seven mini episodes about different squid-related topics. And the year after that, we did Gators. Yeah. This year it'll be a new animal. I can't wait. The Squid Week especially has this like really special place for me because 
it became this thing of determination because originally we had it planned and it had a deadline because if you get it released after Shark Week, it loses all of its appeal. Right. You got you to gotta release it the week before the week of Shark Week. It was a desperate attempt at normalization. So Squid Week was supposed to come out like July 22nd. Right. And my mom died July 19th. Right. So two days before it was supposed to start. And we hadn't recorded anything. We had written it, but we hadn't recorded. I had like written all of Squid Week in like the ICU and then so Bob was even trying to be like, you really need to not be focusing on this. You mm. you you have other things. And it's kind of graphic, but I remember I called Bob that Thursday when mom died. And I was, this Saturday we're doing Squid Week. And he's, your mom died like an hour ago. Why are you thinking about this? And I'm just, I have to get my mind off of this. And, you know, to be, it's graphic, but I'm, she's gone. Right. There's nothing left to do. It's the weirdest thing if you've ever been in that situation where you take care of somebody for a substantial amount of time and then they pass because it literally consumes every waking second of your life. Right. And then just it's like she died and then we she donated her body to the medical school there. And so I just signed the paperwork and I was in my truck going home 20 minutes after she died. <laughs> and then I've never been back to that hospital again. Right. That's probably a way too much detail about Squid Week, but like that, it, I was just like, we are doing this GD thing about Squid. I don't care. And everybody was, you're really going out of your way for something that everybody has no faith in, but it's fun. Like we got a musician who made a theme, a Squid yeah. Week song, and it was fun. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Yeah, we are having our 150th episode of No Redeeming Qualities here soon, probably the week. Is this going in the bank or is this coming out in a couple weeks? Probably a couple weeks. So Okay, so yeah, right around the time this comes out, our 150th episode will come out, and we're going to have all the announcements of all of our plans for the next year. Nice. So okay. It's going to be fun. But thanks for having me on, Ryan. Always bring me on again. I love lists. I love listicles. <laughs> you <laughs> you a- will be on again. Don't, don't you worry oh, about yeah. that. All right, thanks, brother. Enjoy the rest of your day. All right, you too.